Welcome to the Courageous Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Zanetti. Each episode, we meet thought leaders, game changers, and entrepreneurs sharing their mindset, skill set, and habits so you too can lead with courage and bring your vision to life. Today's special guest is a beautiful friend of mine, Claire Elizabeth D. She's an international performance artist, speaker, creative mentor, and author. Five years ago, she published the book, The One Breast Goddess, to help others transform shame into beauty. She is now sharing her story in a one-woman transformational comedy show, The Spiritual Love Guru. She loves helping creatives own their authentic voice and have a healthy relationship with money and selling their soul's work. Thank you so much for joining us, Claire. I'm super excited to share your incredible story with our tribe. You are so welcome. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for inviting me onto the show. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to see where this where this goes. I've got a couple of questions, but yeah, really uh, impromptu today. So I'd love to know what makes you come alive, Claire? Ah, what makes me come alive? Well, especially now that uh, COVID-19 has happened, uh, I realise even more how much being on a stage and connecting with others in person uh, makes me feel so alive. Nothing makes me feel more aligned to my spirit, to my soul than when I'm on a stage and I'm taking in the audience one-on-one, we're looking at each other in the eyes, we're connecting, we're dancing, we're singing. Ah, yeah, nothing's better than that. So just feeling really grateful that the last six months leading up to this pandemic that I've had a lot of performing opportunities and I was actually planning on having a few months to rest and rejuvenate, which is now what this pandemic is forcing me to do. So... Yes, and have lots of time for podcasts. (laughs) I love it. Yes, so Claire came to Perth, Australia to do her incredible show and I was in fits of laughter and I actually came back the following weekend with more friends to watch. It was that good. So uh, definitely check out her show, The Spiritual Love Guru, when it is in your area. But first of all, let's get started about, first of all, connecting with your story. How did you become this global performing artist, sharing your story with the world and really demonstrating courage? So I pretty much popped out the womb as a dancer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty much just tap dancing out of the womb. And uh, from a really young age, I was doing ballet training. And then when I was eight, uh, my dad came home and uh, announced that he had been retrenched. And uh, <laughs> little Claire didn't really ask daddy how he was feeling about it. All little Claire worried about was how her dance classes were going to be paid for. And uh, my mum then told me a few weeks later that they no longer could afford my dance classes. And that was when my inner entrepreneur was born and uh, I learned that you can make money doing what you love. And I, at that time, loved performing. I loved dancing, but I also loved playing the recorder at school. 
And I had seen a little boy at the local shops playing the violin and a really amazing thing happened. People threw him money into a little basket. And I thought to myself, I could do that. And so I went to my local shops at the age of eight and I played the recorder and I had a little basket with a sign saying I'm busking to pay for my dance classes. And I would sometimes make $80 an hour busking as a little eight-year-old. And I ended up busking from the age of eight to 16 uh, as uh, playing the recorder uh, to pay for my dance classes. And uh, so that's, I guess, was the start of my entrepreneur story. But uh, my first challenge that really hit uh, was when I was a teenager and uh, I only popped out one breast. And so for any of your audience that don't know my story, uh, I was born with Poland syndrome. So my left-hand side of my body uh, is smaller than the right. I was born without my left pec, so uh, my left breast never developed. And so when I was 15, I felt extremely ashamed and I didn't want anyone to know uh, what was happening with my body. And uh, my grandma, God bless her, she gave my family her retirement money so that I could get a muscle transplant. So I... uh, yeah, so I had this muscle taken to my back and into my pec and I got this breast expanded with this needle and uh, every time my right-hand side got bigger, I got to pump up uh, the left boob. And uh, then at 21, I had full breast reconstruction. And so now I have really amazing boobies. But uh, Yeah, you thing- do. <laughs> yeah, I do. But the thing was that... Uh, my relationship with my condition hadn't changed. My mindset hadn't shifted. I still felt like the one boob freak that I was when I was 15. And so I swore to myself that I would keep this a secret forever. I was actually, Carolyn, in a relationship for four years and we never talked about it. And it wasn't until I found an amazing psychotherapist, I really delved into personal development and spiritual development, found community support, uh, that I actually shared my story publicly. And that was only five, six years ago. And uh, I shared it publicly in my book that you mentioned in the introduction, uh, The One Breast Goddess, Transforming Shame into Beauty. And something really magical happened at my book launch When I had shared my story and I transformed my shame into an art form, uh, I all of a sudden had access to creative intelligence in a way I hadn't experienced before. I had connection to God, the universe, source, whatever your name is, and uh, I was just really divinely guided to follow my heart's calling. And my heart's calling was always to be a performer, but it just never had worked out. I was rejected from about a thousand different auditions. And I always just wasn't my authentic self in the audition room. But now I was being guided to actually write and create my own show. And so over the last five years, I've been delving into the art of story, of songwriting, of comedy, And I've actually now written 
this one woman show that is now called The Spiritual Love Guru. And it's a transformational comedy that I know because you saw it in Perth. And it really delves uh, not only into my personal story, but parts of my psyche. And I've created these characters, Crystal Indigo Light and Devil Woman, that represent uh, the protector, so the part of ourselves that protects us from our emotions and our feelings, and then our shadow self, so those darker parts of our personality. Because I feel like when we have an awareness of the parts of ourselves that protect us from being vulnerable, and we have an awareness of our shadow selves, uh, the darker parts of our personality, and we actually integrate that into our true self, uh, we then can really hear our true calling and we can then move into really being of service. So that's what I feel like now that I've actually shared my story with the world and created into a one-woman show, I'm now being a full service with my message. Amen. Amen. I love that you have the courage to share your deeper shame and that is what builds the connection with everybody because we can all relate oh I personally can definitely relate to your story and it really hit home in so many ways like especially women there's a lot of us that you know um you know get to dive into fully accepting our body and you know speaking our truth having the confidence to share vulnerably and that's what builds the connection and trust in relationships in business and Yes, so, so, such a powerful message. And I love that you talked about the um, different characters. So is this like the different roles that we play? With my psychotherapist, we delved into a process called voice dialogue. And I've been doing this process with him for over 10 years now. And so it's delving into different parts of self. So some people call these archetypes, but actually each archetype has different parts of self within the archetype. And so what I've done over the last 10 years is I've, I've met all of these different parts of myself from the perfectionist to the pleaser, to my spiritual protector, to my devil woman, to my Aphrodite, to my businesswoman, my under earner, my compulsive spender. Like I've got an infinite amount of selves just like we all do. And I still haven't met all of them because it would take a lifetime and more to meet all of ourselves. Like there's an infinite amount of selves. Like I like to think of an infinite amount of potential. And as artists, we want to have an infinite amount of colours to paint with. And that's what I see with this as a performer or as a speaker, even as an entrepreneur, we want to have access to all these different colours, all these different aspects of self that live within us because if we want to connect more to our audience, and I know, Carolyn, uh, a lot of your audience are entrepreneurs and have a personal brand and want to connect deeply with an audience, a tip for them is to connect to more parts of themselves so they can relate to more people. So yes, we want to get niched and we want to have a target audience and there's people that we specifically create and craft our message for. However, when we've actually got really niched and we start to get really well known in that, we can start to expand and we can start to help many more people. And so the more that we've loved 
and accepted different parts within ourselves and we don't judge them within ourselves and we don't judge them within others, more people will listen to us. More people will fall in love with us and our message because we're not judging them. And we're not judging them because we're not judging ourselves. And I really believe that is what the beauty is of voice dialogue is it's this process to go within, meet all of these parts within us and love and accept ourselves, forgive ourselves and accept that we've got shames, we've got guilts, we've got fears, but we also have all of these amazing personality traits as well. And when we can really focus on them and really bring them forward into our brand, uh, more people will listen to our message. Amen. That was like a mic drop little um, spiel there. So much gold. And I really, um, in in my own life, I've noticed that when I express myself and like actually free myself of shame by sharing it, it doesn't have a weight, you know, like so owning that there's benefits and drawbacks for each of these roles. And you know, that's what you said, the full self-acceptance and the full self-love allows you to integrate and own it and then go deeper talking to those those parts and owning them in our message, which then can connect us with our soul tribe that also relates to these, you know, limiting beliefs, fears, doubts, as well as the heart's desires. Um because we've all got a wild side and we've also got that little good girl that keeps us safe as well. So, yeah, when we can be okay with all parts, that's when we can truly, truly shine. So, yeah, love. I really feel so much value is in that message. Mm. Beautiful. So tell us about how you got into, um, you know, because your background is that you are in comedy and edit. No, someone's calling my phone. Ah! Um, so, anyway, um, so you were a performing artist, lived in London, had your own um Acting school. Acting school, etc. And then you got into um, helping people share their message, etc. in the online world. And how is like your path actually helped you to be able to like express your message clearly with your audience? Yeah, so I've been in the entertainment industry since I was 16. I've been professionally working. I've done TV, I've done film, I've done musical theatre and uh, that industry uh, made me put on a lot of masks. I mean, I already was wearing a lot of masks because of my pollen syndrome and not wanting anyone to know my story. However, I was taught, especially in the commercial dance world, because I worked a lot as a cheerleader. I've actually travelled the world um, as a cheerleader. And uh, that was all about what you look like. So it was all about what your hair, like, or having the long enough hair 
and about how tanned your skin is and how skinny you look, but you can't be too skinny. Like you've got to have boobs and a butt and you've got to have, you know, a ripped stomach and all of these things. It was all about how you looked. And there was definitely nothing unique about any of us. We all just looked the same, although some of us had brown hair, some of us had blonde hair pretty much. But, you know, we were pretty much all taught to look quite similar. And I guess in the world cheerleading is that it's about this collective group. So they wanted us to also look quite similar. And then when you were going for auditions in the acting world, you're getting this brief of what um, you think they want you to be like. So you go into the room and you try and be something other than yourself. And through being in the entertainment industry, the more I learnt um, how to stand out in that industry was actually bringing your authentic self to the role. Uh, bringing your authentic self to the audition. And so it's not that you were trying to be different to go against the brief or what they were asking, but energetically you were bringing you to the plate because no one else has had your life experience. No one else has gone through the exact challenges that you've been through. No one else has your exact gifts. No one else has your exact tone of voice. No one else looks exactly like you. And when you really embraced that and you then went into the audition room as you, you then couldn't take rejection personally because it wasn't that you weren't right for the role uh, it, or like that you weren't a good enough actor for the role, just that you weren't who they were looking for. And I think that now I've really put that into helping others bring their message out into the world is that you won't be for everyone. And if you try to be for everyone and you try to be liked by everyone, especially in the online space, uh, you won't be seen by anyone. And this is what's challenging for a lot of entrepreneurs is that we're encouraging uh, you to have your unique voice and that will mean that some people will agree with you and some people will disagree with you. Some people will resonate with you and some people won't resonate with you. And you can't take that personally, just like I can't go into an audition room and take it personally that they're not going to give me the job because the romantic guy lead they're going to cast me opposite is too small or too tall or whatever it is. And so you've got to remember that not all of your clients are for you and not all of your clients will stay with you forever. Some clients are for one date. It's like when you're dating and it's like with, with the world of dating is that some men, Carolyn, are just for one date. And some men are for a bit of a three-month fling. And some <laughs> men will commit to you and get married to you and have babies with you. And clients can be the same thing. And so when you're creating content online, you have to create it for, for your niche and for your specific audience, but not be hooked onto who is going to buy from you. 
when you create this content. You've got to create it with an open heart. And just, I always say a prayer before I create any content or before I post anything. And I just invite the content to be seen and heard by people that will get value from it right now or in the future. And then just surrender and let go. All I can do is research who my target market is and create content with them in mind. However, I can't expect the people who usually like my posts to like my posts that day. I can't expect them to comment. I can't expect them to buy my next offering. And sometimes we have to let go of a lot of clients or a lot of our team to be able to bring in energy for new people to come in. And so that's what I've definitely learned through letting go of being in the entertainment industry because for the last three years, I haven't been auditioning for anything. And um, I've just been focusing on my personal brand and putting my own show out there. And it was really difficult at the start because I also let go of my business, Meisner Melbourne. So I had an acting school for six years. And to be able to bring in space for a new relationship, to do my show and to create a soul community, a new soul community, because I had an amazing soul community when I had my acting school. I had very loyal, raving fans that stuck with me for six years. However, I had to let them go, even though I love them like they were my children, <laughs> I had to let them go to create space for new people to find me and to be able to evolve my message. And I guess I'm sharing this right now because we're going through this time with the corona, with the pandemic, and a lot of people are pivoting their business. And a lot of people are having to get clear quite quickly on what problem they help others solve and who their ideal client is. And to be able to do that, sometimes we need to let go of the past and uh, we need to let go of old clients or we have to let go of old visions or old fantasies. We have to let go of what we thought was going to happen in the future and just be in the present moment and take things a day at a time. So I just felt really cool to share that. Fave. Absolute fire. Love it. I, in my life, I've also noticed, uh, like you said, letting go of the old creates space for new and you can't actually fully welcome these new opportunities, relationships, incredible experiences when your space is full. So it takes courage to take that risk, take that leap, to move into a different field, to pivot your business to even trust a new beginning of relationship, et cetera. But, you know, the the greatest rewards are on the other side. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners have emotions rise when we talk about this. You know, that this is a time where a lot of people are pivoting in their business and that will how they respond to change is how they will survive and make it through and also thrive you know because with every difficulty there's also opportunity and it's up to us to seek that and create space and stillness to 
have that awareness and and embrace these new opportunities. And gratefully, we both have experience in building an online brand and connecting with our soul tribe audience. We're not just the new kid on the block going, hey, I'm going to share value and you're going to connect with me and join my program. It's like that long-term um, relationship of giving and receiving value is our most valuable asset because now we have, you know, that no like, and trust and attention, you know, attention at the moment is like one of the highest currencies over time, right? Because it's focused attention. And then you get to show up and be that courageous leader, be that one that owns their power and their voice and their message and serves and then is rewarded by having these beautiful clients to work with and truly seeing them shine and blossom in their own unique way. So it's actually an exciting time as well as, uh, yeah, emotional, emotional, um, challenging time as well. Yeah, I really suggest for any audience um, members that are listening and they're early on in building their personal brand uh, is not trying to be anywhere other than where you are right now and sharing from any place than you are right now. People feel you. The people that are successful in uh, the world of branding and online marketing is that people, their audience feel them because they're specific with what's really true to them right here in the now. So, for example, about two and a half years ago, I started sharing online uh, my money, uh, my money story and my money journey. And uh, two and a half years ago, I was $109,000 in debt. And uh, I was taking the first steps to getting myself out of debt and having a better relationship with money. And there was no part of me that was trying to sell anyone a program or a product. Um, I was just sharing this story with my audience because it was specific and current and present with me. And I knew that me sharing it was going to give my audience value. Now, what happened in such a short amount of time was fascinating. I started getting speaking gigs, talking about money. I started having people ask me uh, to collaborate with them on teaching money courses. And I was still delving into the world of my own vulnerability around money. And I thought to myself, what value can I bring to others? How can I ask anyone to buy a product from me right now? while I'm going through the depth of despair with money. But people trusted me more because I was sharing from an honest place about how I was struggling with money and what I was doing to get onto the other side. And still to this day, two and a half years later, I'm still going through my own personal money challenges and I'm still sharing them online. And I have so many people that want to come and work with me because I just turn up and show up exactly where I am. I don't try and be perfect. I don't try and be anywhere other than I am. Like I run a program called Making Money Sexy and I have no promises in this program that you're going to become a millionaire because I'm not a millionaire, so I can't promise that. Yes, if you're already a millionaire and you have the steps, you can promise that. But what I can promise people is I can help 
your relationship with money, that you can make money sexy. You can start to actually take money as a lover. You can start dating money. You can start having a new relationship with it and you can start to dance with it and sing with it and then it will multiply and you'll start working out new ways to earn money and new ways to pay off debts and new ways of overcoming under-earning and compulsive spending. And the reason people come to me with those problems is because I am going through it myself. So I am embodying the change. Now I'm being the change that they want to see in the world. And that's what I always say to my clients. Be the change you want to see in the world, but even more, be the change in the world that your clients want to see in the world because that is why they will give you money. That is why they will invest in your course or your product or whatever it is, is because you're embodying the change that they wish for not just in themselves but for the world and they see that you're a role model for that. And so what I've realised is that a lot of my ideal client and my soul community, especially because I come from the world of the entertainment industry, is a lot of them who used to just want Hollywood and fame and make millions of dollars have started to realise that's actually not the vision anymore. What they actually want is healthy relationship with themselves. They want to have a healthy relationship with their family, with their friends, with their community, with business, that they want to put out their own authentic voice. They're, I'm finding that more people are dropping the fantasy of what they thought they want or what their teenage self wanted or even their 20-year-old self wanted or for me even now what my younger 30-year-old self wanted. And now I'm letting go of all those fantasies and now just letting inspiration guide me. I always say that like, God is my boss and um, I've got to wake up every morning and listen to my own soul, my own intuition, my own guidance, because that is the boss, <laughs> not me. Because if it was just me being the boss of me, I have lots of dysfunctional behaviours and characteristics. And so if I was guiding the ship the whole time, uh, it, there would be a lot of trouble. But with me, with the willingness to shift and improve, with also the guidance of my higher power and with support from community and friends like yourself, um, I know that um, anything is possible. Mm, amen, beautiful. Wow. I just want to... I just want to like clap to everything that you just said. <laughs> so I love that you talked about um, how your money mindset and that journey has continued. And, you know, I really believe that that honesty, transparency is what builds the connection, is what builds the trust. And I also two years ago shared, you know, that I was in debt as well um, and, what I received was all these private messages, not people commenting on my posts so much, but private messages because they were also in the same place and they're like, oh, me too. How can we move forward? How can we support each other? So that I really want to encourage anybody listening, 
every single person has stuff that they're not 100% proud of. Everybody is real. Everybody has uh, borrowed money to invest in themselves to get ahead. So it's really important to, you know, be okay with yourself about that and then, you know, invest in mentors to help us, um, you know, investing in ourselves to help us create new changes, fall in love with money, call it sexy. Absolutely love that. So what are some actionable things that our audience might love to bring into their money relationship to help them find money sexy? Well, this is what I'm really passionate about at the moment. And as much as uh, I'm really, really passionate about performing and really passionate about performing my show, I know for me that I don't have the same access to my creative potential as a performer when I'm not also having a good relationship with money because money is sacred. And for me, performing is sacred. And I was not allowing myself to reach my full potential because I was ignoring money. I was not actually taking time every day to take it as a lover. And so what I'm going to suggest to your audience is for 30 days to take money as a lover. Mm. And what I suggest is that you have a daily date with money. And so what I suggest is that before you go to bed or maybe an hour before you go to bed, you want to track your numbers So what I do before going to bed is I take some time to get into my body, breathe. I might say a few prayers. And then I note down everything that I spent money on that day and the money that I earned that day. So some days I don't earn any money, so it's just zero for that day. But what I do is every time I spend money, even if I'm going down to a cafe and buying a hot chocolate, (laughs) I was going to say a coffee and then I was like, Claire, you don't drink coffee. Uh, But like you go and buy a hot chocolate, I will then write down a notebook and pen or into an app, whichever's easiest for you. I have an app called Dollar Bird. It's a really great app. And I write down hot chocolate, $4. And then if I go to the supermarket, how much money I spent on groceries. And then if I paid three bills that day, I'll buy the electricity, phone, gas, and I write how much I spent. And I separate my personal and my business expenses. And then I write down how much did the business earn that day and how much did I personally make that day. Because even though I'm a sole trader, and I work for myself, my business is a different entity to me. So my ABN number is a different entity than me. I am not my business. My business is a different entity to me. And so what happens is that when I have tracked my numbers for 30 days, 
and I put them into some sexy categories. And if um, any of your audience want to know what those categories are, they can contact me on the socials, on Facebook or Instagram, and I can send them the categories. For example, eating out, groceries, health. I've got a whole range of categories that I have in my dollar bird. And then once a month, I put them into a sexy spreadsheet and then my numbers are in front of me. And after you've been doing that for three months and you look at your numbers for three months, you can really see where your patterns are because it's not about money. This is nothing to do with money. This is to do with one, your values, but also your bad habits. Like I was... (laughs) I was spending without even realizing it about six seven hundred dollars a month on eating out and when my partner was doing his numbers he was only spending at two hundred and fifty dollars a month on eating out and so I was like oh that's interesting and then I looked at how much I was spending on my hair a month and again it was this exorbitant amount of money but then when I looked at how much money I was spending on my health or on clothing and shoes, it was zero. And that was because I was depriving myself in some areas because I was overspending in others. And so we can't tell where we're overspending and depriving ourselves until we actually track our numbers. Now, I know that with the coronavirus, um, we're going to be spending a little differently at the moment. And some people would be like, oh, this is a good exercise to do after the coronavirus is finished. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not just about you getting these cute categories correct. This is actually about having a daily date with money. For me, this is the way that I show myself self-love. This is a self-love practice. And lots of people say to me, Claire, how do you actually keep yourself accountable to do this. And I say there's two things. One, I'll get an accountability buddy or accountability group. So I have an accountability group that we all keep each other accountable. I also have a partner who does it as well. So we make sure we go to bed and it's it's done, like we check in with each other. Um, but also I have a bigger why. My why is about to impact millions of people with my message and with my show. And I know that I'm going to be able to get myself so much more out there when I have a better relationship with money because money has also got to do with selling. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're going to be selling a product or a service, yes, you might be great at selling other people's products and services, But when it gets to your own soul product and service, that product or service that's living within your heart that you create, if you do not have a good relationship with money, you will sabotage it. You will sabotage your business. I see so many people in uh, so many industries. So whether it's the network marketing industry, whether it's... um, the entertainment industry, whether it's entrepreneurship, whatever industry. I can see lots of people for 12, 18 months having a lot of success and then they crash. And a lot of the time it's because of the compound effect. And I don't know if you've read the book, um, The Compound Effect, 
but uh, it's all about the little tiny things that you do every single day. And for me, I now really believe the saying, the tortoise wins the race. Mm. It's the little things you do every day and you might not look like you're having the same success as other people online. But if you just keep showing up every day to those little tiny positive habits, and for me the biggest one has been tracking my numbers, you will see so much of a bigger result down the track. Mm -hmm. And that is why I've been able to create this character, Crystal Indigo Light. She was only created late last year and now so many people know who she is and so many people love my show um, because I've been creating it from a healthy space and not sabotaging myself. I'm not trying to have quick success. I'm thinking about the long-term plan of my career. Love it. And that's why I'm totally fine with the fact that the next six months I probably won't be performing much um, because I have just been performing for six months so I need time to replenish myself and it just gives me time to really go back to the foundation, um, to the fundamentals and for me the fundamentals is my relationship with money and so I'm spending every day doing a lot of inner work, I'm doing a lot of mindset work, I'm doing a lot of inventory of my relationship with my mum, with my dad, with ex-partners, all around money. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing really beautiful results. And so are my clients. Uh, they, um, my Making Money Sexy Women are feeling a lot sexier. <laughs> you know what? This is such a really important topic. So thank you for like sharing actionable steps for people. And I love how you also brought it to today's relevancy. Um, with what's happening in the world, I feel a lot of people could also just want to sit on their money and never spend and live in that scarcity lack, not trusting that more is going to come. How important do you think is it to, you know, be aware of where you're spending and have that appreciation daily, knowing your numbers? Absolutely. That is like the game changer that you just shared. So good. Well, I also think that people shouldn't be hoarding yes. money. So there's a difference with saving money and hoarding money and hoard, it doesn't even just need to be money it could be objects mm -hmm. that energy of hoarding of thinking that there's not enough it's coming from a place of lack and while saving when you're saving and investing it has a different energy mm. it's about the energy behind what you're doing with that money so at the moment People are having to be more mindful around their money. They're having to be more mindful around their spending and their saving and their investing and their earning. And I think that's so exciting. I feel like the coronavirus is inviting everyone to become more mindful. And so I definitely suggest for anyone listening that, yes, you want to be saving money at this time, but you don't want to be doing it with a hoarding energy. You still want to be giving at this time. You still want to be open to receiving. You still want to be investing. 
you, you still want to have the same dance of all the different energies. You don't want to be just focusing on one because it's really scary if you're just spending your whole day hoarding. I've got to keep my money. I've got to keep my money. I've got to keep all my possessions. I've got to keep safe mm. because there's no trust that the universe has your back. Yeah, love it. And I love, you know, so many times throughout this, you've talked about energy and I think that's really important, like having that um, healthy relationship with money, with um, your brand energy, with your relationship with yourself, all of these things, it's all interconnected with our energy. And like, I love also that you talked about being open to receiving. Isn't that a huge one? So many people find it even easier to give um, and invest. But then like when somebody wants to return the favor, it's like, you know, that's been something that I've worked on. Like, is there anything that you can share that can help people be more open to receiving? (laughs) Well, because you've seen my show, uh, you know that uh, for two and a half years, I was doing a dating system (laughs) called the four man plan. And so, uh, women, you need to come to my show at some time to learn uh, more about the four-man plan. But what I did is to help myself to receive more, I went on all of these dates and really invited myself to receive. I had a block with receiving from men because my dad didn't ever want a kid and my dad wasn't very fatherly to me. So I didn't believe that I was deserving of love from men. So I decided then to give myself this challenge of going on all of these dates and receiving love. And then I only went on a date again with that man if he was loving, willing and honest. And it had nothing to do with what job he had or what he looked like. It was all to do with uh, how loving, willing and honest he was and me allowing myself to receive that. And also allowing myself to be that, to be loving, to be open, to be willing, to be honest. And I think the more that I was willing and to be all of those things, uh, then also the more willing I was to receive them. And I feel like people that give a lot and don't receive a lot also have problems with boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so we won't go into a whole boundary talk, but... I think that that's the other thing is that if you're finding it hard to receive, uh, I'm guessing that uh, you're finding it hard to really communicate what you really need and what your boundaries are and to be able to communicate your desires in a really safe, effective way. So true. So so I know we don't have time to delve into it. Maybe I can come back another time. I'm just inviting myself back onto your podcast. But um, maybe we can talk about dating more another time. But I think that dating really helped me in the world of business. So, you know, maybe we can wrap up here was that um, something I suggested to my Making Money Sexy Women Uh, the other night on our call was for them to date collaborators because they said to me now with this whole pandemic, everyone's wanting to collaborate. And I said, yes, but don't rush collaboration. It would be like rushing commitment with a partner or rushing getting engaged or married is that your brand and your brand energy is sacred 
And if you're going to then start to just say out in the world that I'm connected to this person, I'm creating this product with this person, I'm collaborating with this product, whatever it is, and you haven't dated it at first or you haven't dated the person first, it's really hard to be in your integrity to actually refer that person. I mean, I even think about us is that even though I didn't know um, you well, we had been Facebook friends. You had then come to my show. You came again. We then met up in person. I then saw you at Freedom Fest. Over this time, we sort of developed this relationship where it's not been about making money from each other. It's been about just creating authentic connection. And for me, that is the way forward. And I think that is how we've got to look at collaboration is that it's how can we help each other and finding people that we resonate with, people that have similar values, that have a similar mission, that have a similar soul community and uh, working with them. Absolutely. I love that. And so true having the alignment of our values and our brand energy is important and that's about valuing ourselves and having those healthy boundaries as you mentioned when you see the value that you bring you you take some time to connect on the collaboration and whether it's for a greater purpose that you're contributing your time energy and support or whether it's just to benefit one person, et cetera. Um, and I love how you talked about relationships. And before we wrap up, can you share like something that's helped you along your journey with relationships? Because, you know, you have enjoyed the single life, you've enjoyed the dating life, you've now got an incredible partner, Oz, who connected us as well. Um, Anything for our single ladies out there looking to meet their Mr. Amazing? I love how much variety uh, this podcast episode has. Uh, (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, Okay, well, my biggest advice would be in for single women looking for a man or even single men looking for a woman or women looking for women or men looking for men, just humans looking for humans, is drop the fantasy of what you think you want. And I think that's the same in business. Like we've got to drop the fantasy of what we think we want. We've got to drop the fantasy of trying to be like our role models. Uh, We've got to drop the fantasy of what movies and society have been teaching us of what we want. I always thought I had an image of a man who I was going to be with. And I ended up dating quite a few men like this image and I was always disappointed. While with my current partner, Oz, and we've been together three years probably by the time this podcast episode comes out because the anniversary is about to come. Um, The thing is with uh, us, is we both weren't each other's types and we took it really slow and we just took it day by day. 
And still three years later, we're taking it day by day. <laughs> and I think that's all we can do. We need to take, we need to track our money day by day. We need to approach our business day by day because you just don't know when the next coronavirus will hit. So there's no, we can have long-term visions and goals, but they need to be flexible for when the coronavirus turns up. You need to be able to then let go of your plans and be able to move flexibly into uh, a new paradigm. Well said. Love that. Thank you, beautiful soul sister. You're amazing. Um, Welcome. So, and her partner is an absolute legend. And I think that's really important to share because I've also, you know, sometimes you fall in love with the people that you least expect because it's like an emotional deep heart soul connection not so much this superficial um image of what we initially created in my experience anyway um just wrapping up I'd love to know your favorite book ah uh, uh, I'm a book junkie like I've read so many books um what was a fave and so many that are favorites so um I was a huge Esther Hicks uh Abraham Hicks fan for a long time and um so I've got all of their books but that book Ask and it is given uh is 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 a really great I think book when you're in the early stages of personal development and looking to uh, you know, raise your vibration, uh, which seems to be the catchphrase, you know, in the personal development world at the moment. Um, so I would say Ask Me Is Given is a really great book. Uh, the One Thing is a really great business book. Uh, the Compound Effect that I talked about. Uh, oh, there's just, there's so many I really, I really can't. And as much as I love books, um, I also uh, love YouTube clips and watching uh, speakers Same. in that way and being interviewed and on podcasts and YouTube shows and, yeah, like some faves, like I love Brené Brown, I love Marie Folio, uh, I love Alan mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. Uh, Brené Brown is my absolute favourite. I have her book Dare to Lead and that did inspire our Courageous Leaders interview. And um, who would you love to have dinner with and why? (laughs) Mm. Many many uh, faces and names are coming to me. Uh, definitely not a celebrity. There's no celebrities or gurus out there. I think my, my, my nana and grandma, they both, like, I don't know who I think they both passed away, like getting to have dinner with one of them one more time. Oh, love you. Um, there's one ex-lover that I would love to have just that one last dinner with, you know, just to have those final words of appreciation um, and to be able to actually say them in person. Probably have about two lovers like that. Like I've done a lot of work in um, and I've sent them messages even of appreciation, but I've never got to see them in person and that would be really beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. 
definitely people from my past uh, that I know I'm probably never going to see again. Well, they've passed away and definitely know or their ex-lovers that I know mm. that I'd be just creating a drama if I, if, I, if I invited them out to dinner. But if there was just a magical way of it actually unfolding, uh, yeah, that would be really beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Love that. Yep. I'd love to have dinner with my nonna too. That, they're just special people, aren't they? Um, and how can we serve you today, Claire? You've given us so much wisdom from personal branding, money mindset, sharing your story. Um, how can we serve you today? Well, I would say give me a hug. <laughs> I mean, I'm very, I'm very lucky during COVID because I'm living with my partner and two housemates, so I still get lots of cuddles. So, um, but as I was sharing with you before we jumped on live, is that I just recently did my comedy show in a Facebook live, and I found it. I found it quite challenging at the end because I absolutely, my favourite part of performing is getting to speak and hug the audience at the end. That's that's the best bit for me. I mean, I love being on stage, but then getting to engage with people afterwards. And the fact that that came in comments on a Facebook Live, not from actually seeing them in person and hugging them, uh, so, yeah, I mean, so then some virtual hugs would be lovely. <laughs> but, I mean, I just love connections. So, um, yeah, any, any way of connecting, whether it's on social media, via my website, like feel free to um, say hello and let me know anything that you've got from this interview that really makes my day when people message me and let me know something that they've got. Amazing. So where are we sending our virtual hugs? Leave us your Instagram and your website details. Yeah, so uh, www.clareelizabethd, so C-L-A-R-E, Elizabeth, and my surname's D-E-A. And uh, the socials are just the same. So Instagram's Claire Elizabeth D. I've just jumped onto TikTok, Claire Elizabeth D. I don't know... I. <laughs> I've got one video on that, but hopefully I might have a couple more by the time this podcast goes out. Um, and then I've got, um, yeah, Facebook, Claire Elizabeth D. So I'm Amazing. pretty happy to find. I will share these details in the comments and I cannot wait to share your Australian show when it's back on the road after this um, isolation fun. <laughs> Thank you, gorgeous. I Yeah, I just want to say how because I've obviously just got to know you over the last month or so and got to really see you uh in your power as a leader over three four days at Freedom Fest with your tribe with your community and uh, I can see how much you're a backbone uh for that business and for that community and so many people look up to you and so many people respect you and your archetype that is definitely one of your uh, positives is that you're a cheerleader and, uh, you know, you're there every single day uh, at, at Freedom Fest, like cheering every single person on and not many people have that organically. 
and someone who's also a cheerlead archetype because I, that was what I used to do for work, um, I really appreciate appreciate that in someone else. So I just want to honour you, honour you for sharing your courageous voice with this podcast and honour you for putting your story out there, your message out there and selling, uh, you know, products and uh, things that feel true to you. So much love fun. you. Thank you so much. You're such a beautiful soul. I'm excited to, you know, let our adventure unfold and, you know, serve our tribe and community more and, you know, bring fun as well. Like it's so easy to be in business, but I feel like what we both do is bring the fun vibes as well. So I think that's uh, been huge in our connection. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug. And those listening, please share what you loved most about this podcast in the um, in the reviews and connect with both of us and have an incredible day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Courageous Leaders Podcast. I would love you to subscribe and leave an honest review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to inspire and impact more people. If you'd also love to stay connected and see our upcoming events and the show notes, please go to carolynzanetti.com. Thank you so much.